0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of InsureTech Radio. Thank you for listening. We're going to kick off with something a little bit different, not exactly related to insurance or technology, but actually it's related to everything that we do. And I'm talking about values. So World Values Day is on the 17th of October 2019. And today's guest, Chris Merrill is going to be talking to us about World Values Day. Chris Smerald is the director of Emerald Lake Consulting, and he helps firms to resolve their complex or greenfield business or actuarial problems. Some of the things he's involved in are uncertainty reduction, validation and model and process integration. He is also an associate of OAC PLC, providing traditional senior actuary consulting services. Previously, he worked for AIG for 30 years in various roles, including senior reserving, pricing, and chief actuary. We pick up Chris's story in 2008 when he was working with AIG, and AIG were going through some well-publicized troubles at the time. And this is when he first started thinking about values and what they mean personally and in a business context. You can find out more about Chris. By going onto LinkedIn and searching for Chris Smerald, S M E R A L D. And you can find out more about World Values Day by going to worldvaluesday.com. OK, let's get into it. Here's Chris. So, Chris, you're very welcome to InsureTech Radio.
1: Thanks, Connor.
0: So, we had a discussion last week at the Instech London event, and we're speaking about World Values Day that's coming up uh, on the 17th of October. And I thought it would be interesting to discuss in the context of insurance, being that one of the fundamental principles of insurance is utmost good faith, and also within the context of larger corporate values and in personal values as well. And you were saying that um, a lot of your thinking was formed from your time at AIG, in particular around uh, the, uh, in 2008 when AIG was going through um, some trouble. So I was wondering, maybe if you could take us back to that time, like, Did you think about values at all before that pivot point?
1: Um, I thought about values in in a loose sort of sense. Um, I was drawn to people with ideas. I was just starting to listen to what was going on around me um, in the world. In particular, I I had a role where I was chief actuary and all of a sudden being involved with um, decisions around um, You know regulations around um, customer needs, um, around you know risk management, around the conflicts between what head office wanted and and the 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 people I was supporting in the um, you know local branch. Um, So it was coming up, um, but it wasn't a prominent thing in my mind.
0: So then, what happened in two thousand and eight?
1: so as so one of my duties, I was part of the executive team, and we were monitoring the um the, the investment portfolio that we held, which was for a i g very small, but for us, two billion dollars is is large and we had monthly meetings with the um uh, investment guys and you could tell all through two thousand and eight they were getting worried and twitchy um there was something really strange going on, and they they really didn't know how to react. Um, at the same time I was looking at AIG's financial statements and remembered stumbling over some quite big numbers buried in the um, statements and just remembered saying, gee, that's a big number. That's bigger than our capital. (laughs) And, but then, you know, that was it. Um, Did nothing. Um, And then of course the, the crash hit, you know, in, in, in September, September, October, and um, all of a sudden the, um, you know, the largest insurance company in the world that I was working for um, was quite a lot um, smaller. Um, So the day after AIG was, um, you know, taken over by the um, fed um, we happened to have a regularly scheduled call with my peers, um, other sort of home office representatives in other parts of the world or um, other parts of the U S and um, I asked the question kind of towards the beginning, you know, now that this has happened, um, is there something we should do differently? And I remember, um, you know, one, one guy, David, his, his answer to me was, well, you know, no, Chris, you know, it wasn't our fault. We didn't do anything wrong. Because as an actuary, you're not getting involved in, you know, derivatives and, and uh, you know, all the, um, you know, uh, Complex derivatives, you know, uh, going on, um, and he was right in a sense. But I felt, no, that's that's wrong. That's just crap. Actually, if, if anyone has the um, ability to understand what's going on in the financial system and, and what's going on in a complex organization like AIG, surely it's the actuaries. And don't we owe some duty to the public? And that really got me riled up and, and um, you asked me earlier about, you know, values They were bubbling around in the background. And I had always walked down Bishop's great gate um, past St. um Center for Peace and Reconciliation, which I know it is now um, and thought, Oh, what's that? That looks, that's a very interesting name. And that same day I was draw- I was walk- walking by again and was drawn in. I just had to go into their little courtyard um, and I met this woman, Angela, and, and you know, she she in a way changed my life. She said, Chris, you know, if you're interested in what we do, how about you go to one of our workshops and and you'll learn more? And um that that sort of began, you know, my values journey, I would say.
0: Well, I have always been very intrigued about what it must have felt like to be in AIG at that time, particularly like uh as a leader in in the company, like like what were the what were the kind of conversations you were having like with staff at that time?
1: Well, you know, it was, it was, it was panic time and you didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. You didn't know if you were going to lose your job. Um, And it was frankly embarrassing. We had, you know, uh, news cameras, you know, pointing at our front door and um, we were also very, you know, angry. Um, You know, the, the, the people at the heart of this problem were um, the most arrogant sorts of people you you, you work with um, so it's a real mixture of emotions um, it was also you know high energy and and we actually did some really great team things together we had um, uh, our, our London market operation uh, Lexington London um, was... Um, filling really important niche within the London market, and our customers, you know, valued us, and they liked working with us, and they rallied around us. I'm not sure we lost any accounts after the crash, um, because because of the relationships we've had with people. And and that was the that was the the other sort of thing is you have all these you know, shock and anger and 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 fear and, and things, but but then you know you appreciate the people around you. And, and that's not just the people you're working with. You know, it's it's your friends and family who check in and it's, um, you, know, you know, your customers, your suppliers, your reinsurers, you know, this, this whole um, community um, comes alive in a crisis. You know, that's what England is great for. I really love that about, um, I'm an American. Um, being, in, being here in, in England is, is there's a, um, there's something that just comes out every so often that just blows you away.
0: Wow, so so you go you go into Saint Ethelburg Saint Ethelburges, is that right? Saint,
1: Saint Ethelburges,
0: Burgess. Yeah. Uh, and that's just uh, you, that's where is that exactly on the walk from Liverpool Street down to the city? Is it?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, it's um, not far from the intersection with London Wall, um, if you know your city, and um, it's just like a. You know, you can't really, it used to be a church. It was bombed, I think, in the late 80s by the IRA um, and totally destroyed. It was, you know, the oldest or second oldest church in the city. And it was rebuilt as a center for reconciliation and peace um, to um, try to make a difference in the world. And it actually played an important part in, in the Good Friday Agreement. And you know, they, they work on sort of listening and um, you know, building skills for dialogue.
0: So how, how was your thinking about values changed then? Uh, or how did it evolve uh, from that moment in time?
1: You know, my, my original journey, I set a personal goal that I want to make my skills available to society at large. So far, I've been using my skills to help AIG succeed. Did that quite well. Just really following that that conversation with my peers, you know, it's not our fault. I said, well, well, no, you know, I have to take personal responsibility for this, and, and that, and that led to um, me adopting, you know, this 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 principle, um, which is which is really important to me, and and I guess you could call that, you know, a value. Values are um, principles that 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 guide the way we um, make our decisions, live our life. At the time, I didn't have that insight. I was really just interested in, in dialogue and, 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 you know, I guess thinking about how to use my um, skills to help others succeed. You know, I think everyone I meet has positive energy about something and uh, be interested to know what, 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 what thing, you know, drives you that, that, you know, you is, is your own passion, but, but people don't know what to do with it. Uh, They don't know what to do with that energy all the time. Uh, they don't have a safe way of exercising it. the um The idea of helping facilitating people having a, a safe container, you know examples on how to make a positive difference is is sort of my my personal mission. and the link between that and values is that the the early sort of dialogue education I got from St. Ethelberga's evolved into a um, a group that we formed called City Forum. And, you know, following the financial crisis, um, you know, there were lots of people who were under stress. There were people who were angry with the financial system. You have people within the financial system who um, are very stressed um, because, A, you've got this whole crisis to deal with. And B, you know, particularly within the banking sector, particularly within the banking sector, you know, there's a lot of pressure to change, to make cuts, to innovate. And those things don't sit side by side very well. Innovation needs taking risk and, and sort of resources, and cutting expenses is the opposite. <laughs> so you have a clash between what people need to do to survive and what they know they need to do to thrive. And that created or, or creates in, in in the financial sector, banking and insurance, these these conflicts. So, so City Forum was founded to um, try to explore these the conflict issues within the financial services sector, particularly the city, and understand what's going on internally with regards to pressures and conflicts that employees are, are feeling, and with um, you know, greater society as they are dealing with what they see as or, or, or you know, uh, feeling anger with um, a financial system that they feel is out of control.
0: When you say conflict, do you mean it in the broad sense so that, say, conflict, uh, conf- conflict of business goals, you know, say turnover versus profitability, but then also uh, conflict, you know, interpersonal conflict? How do you think about that?
1: yeah it's it it does boil down to actually a conflict of values and 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 i'll i'll, I'll roll up you know th- this all started with um uh, me shouting out at the instech um london event which was um you know outside my comfort zone a- around um i said well values day which the theme is is wellness and the idea is that There's a lot of burnout and stress and anxiety in the workplace because of conflicts in our values, either between the values we live or that we we feel and the values we see in our organizations. There's there's values in that direction, um, conflict in values in that sense. Um, But there's also the fact that we're so busy, we don't have time to live our own values. So going back to you know what we mean by conflict, it's 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 really what's the dis, the disconnects. It's the friction caused by the disconnects between the values we really believe and the values we're able to exercise if only we had the the the, the time the space to to think about are we in sync with our own values, and then the conflict, and then even if we were. Fully, you know, exercising our values, wanting to live our values, aware of our values, that might come into conflict with the values that we're facing at work, particularly when there's a double standard, and they've got the, you know, wall of values, and then you try to um, exercise one of those. It might be collaboration, and uh, get sort of whacked down as you might in a larger organization at times.
0: So, so, so speaking then of businesses, like a lot of our listeners will be. Uh, will be leaders of business whether they might be business owners or they might be kind of in senior leadership positions in large organizations what are some practical steps that people can do like in terms of maybe exercises in a group or personally what what are some what are some tactics that they can use to start thinking through their values the
1: one i really liked recently which i had mentioned to you is is just thinking about Not thinking about values, um, you know, necessarily, although they're important. I think it's important to think broadly and then put that broader thinking into context is um, a simple exercise is make take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle and write survive on the top of the left and thrive on the right hand side at the top and just list out, you know, what are the things that I need to survive? And similarly list out, you know, what are things I need to thrive and just just whatever they are. And then the second stage of the exercise is to go back and circle the things that you think are our values.
0: So let's just take survive. So we're thinking probably a very basic level, water, food, shelter. Um, Is that the type of thing we're we're looking at?
1: It, It is. But for me, you know, nature was on there. That, that I really have to have nature. It's uh, I can't be happy. I can't be secure if I'm not in nature at times. And actually I need hope and faith. Um, I've had a lot of hard knocks in my life and I need those things to pull me forward. Um, so, so it is basic needs and it's, it's
0: individual. Yeah, that's very interesting. I live very close to the sea and I definitely, I probably put that in there as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then the next step, so people will write down, well, actually, let's then distinguish between survive and thrive. So survive is your kind of very basic personal needs. um, And then thrive, what might that, what might be included in there?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you think about times when when you're happy, you know, and or, you know, energetic. So for me, it's listening, actually. Listening is really important to me. I I, I think it's really important that I listen to people and I really value when I'm listened to. Uh, Sharing and helping are are things that I thrive when I'm able, particularly to to help others. Learning, collaboration. Those are some of the things that I had considered. Um, Do Do you do this
0: exercise as a group?
1: Yeah, so so we did this. PwC has kindly sponsored World Values Day for the last few years, and the UK Values Alliance, and we had a session at their offices a few months ago, and were facilitated going through this exercise, and you know we came up with our separate lists and then compared it with with others, and you know it was surprising how much overlap there was between what I wrote. And what my neighbor wrote. And we had an interesting discussion around well, you put that as a survive thing, but I thought that was something that makes me thrive, sort of conversation. But then, um, you know, she had on her list things that in hindsight I'm embarrassed weren't on my list. Um, one of them was was love, you know, fun, family, and you know, all those things are important to me, but I had my analytic brain on. Uh, so it was good to get that um feedback. And you know, that, that's really made me think following the exercise is making sure to make time for the fun parts in life because you can you can be on a mission and burn yourself out
0: so in the workshop you make your list of uh survive thrive and then you circle what you think are values so this might be a good way to help us understand what values actually are so how does that next step of the exercise work
1: this dialogue went on to something called Bohmian dialogue, which is a very um, interesting way to have a conversation, where the um, uh, the point is really to not have a conversation, but to think about your reaction to the conversation and only say things that come from the heart. So it's a conversation with lots of silences. Um, so I won't get into that anymore. Um, but I'll tie it to another exercise, which is for... Um, You know, I'm I'm hoping to give a plug for World Values Day, which is October 17th this year. And um, you can find information on www.worldvaluesday.com. They have a similar exercise called the Take a Values Break exercise. Um, So the idea is that on the 17th of October, individuals and organizations uh, will, will stop and consider their values, and, and choose an action. So there's something called a values break, where, where similarly, you just sit down, take a quiet few moments, and think about what are your values? How are you living them? How are you impacting others? And just come up with a list, like I did in the Survive and Thrive. Um, you don't have to do it that way, but but come up with a list of what you think are important values to you, and and how well you're living them, and how the way you're living them are affecting others, and then pick one value that really resonates with you that you think is important. Um, that would be the next stage to this exercise. Is you know what are my top? I think the way we did this is what are my top three values, and then um, we tried to, as a group, come up with one value that we thought was something we'd like to take forward but but sitting alone you you choose a value and and think about what it would mean to live that value in a more authentic way and then think of you know what's one action i can do that would simple action cuz cuz we want to just get people to to take a small step
0: you know
1: what's a simple action i can i can do that will help me live that value more authentically and have a better impact on myself or on others. And, um, you know, it it might be simply I'm going to call a friend because, you know, I I value friendship and um, I I just haven't had the time to exercise that. So I'm just going to pick up the phone and call a friend and that, that's my, you know, values break outcome. It could be as small as that.
0: I think um, that's a great example of a of two things of, you know, what you can do personally, and then also what maybe leadership teams or just teams in general can do together. Because I think the more you understand uh, your teammates uh, and where they're coming from, I think the better able you are to work as a team and to resolve I suppose, internal conflicts within the team and produce better work if you if you're, trust each other more and more, are willing to be kind of vulnerable around each other. I think that's really powerful
1: yeah and um it, it it particularly being in a group and and that's what I really enjoy about I've enjoyed about the work with Saint Ethel Burgers and the work with the the values alliance is, is being in a group and talking about values can bring you to a level of connection very deep connection very quickly with almost anyone and that's that's one of the sort of hidden gems about a focus on values is that yeah, it might help reduce your anxiety and, and, and conflicts because even if you cannot change the values of the organization, at least you understand them and you understand why what you value you know, is in conflict with that. And then you either have to reconcile it, try to fix it or leave. But just talking about values gives you another channel of connection with others that's not cluttered so much. By our past you know, when you talk about values it's, it's this, this, this happy future we can live in like if only we could all authentically live that value things would be better so so there's a lot of you know so that that group work is is, is great and and the work of negotiating you know what is an appropriate group value that's the other exercises for organization they have a one hour the values Alliance has a, a one-hour Uh, Values challenge, which you can easily download on um, WorldValuesDay.com, and it's a similar exercise. You know, know, one hour, one value, one change. You go through an individual or group values selection process, and then you work through what's similar about these. You know, what's most important? What can people, you know, accept? So that whole you know negotiation phase, come up with a value and 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 try to think. How in the organization can we live that better?
0: World Values Day is on the 17th of October this year. Um, So can you tell me the story about how you got involved in World Values Day and what World Values Day is all about?
1: I really got involved with the Values Alliance following someone I met through the City Forum organization that I was helping with and you know was interested in just seeing how it could help and the values alliance you know their, their big event awareness raising event is world values day which is october 17th this year um and it's been growing uh, i think i think it's been around for five or six years now um Last year, there were um, more than ninety different countries involved, and you know, we were able to reach number one on the UK Twitter, um, and had you know hundreds of individuals and organizations throughout the world um, doing these values challenges. Last year's focus was community. Um, this year's focus is is well being, um, wellness. So the best place to find information on World Values Day is to go to www.worldvaluesday.com or you can also Google the UK Values Alliance. There- and there are some simple exercises and links to resources. So the, the Twitter, um, I believe, is hashtag WVD and you should be able to find lots going on there.
0: Super. Uh, you, met, you mentioned, so your own business, you said you started a new consultancy where you're solving all sorts of complex problems. Um, well, tell me a bit about your own business and uh, some of the problems you're trying to solve.
1: So one of the great things about working for a large organization like AIG is they're able to specialize and you're able to you know tackle problems that normally people don't get around to. So I spent my whole career solving sort of Messiest, you know, things um, that just hadn't been done before, and I'm kind of addicted to that sort of greenfield or, or messy problem solving. So um, I've decided to go out on a consultancy to just try to, you know, help others um, while living my values. So my, my really strongest values are, are listening. And um, helping others, and I think there are a lot of unmet needs in insurance um, where actuaries haven't really helped enough. So my, I really have two consultancies I'm involved in. One is my my passion consultancy, which is Emerald Lake Consultants, and and there um, I'm hoping to help people. You know, underserved people or people with just a mess, they don't know what to do, help them figure it out, help them get the services they need.
0: When you talk about your passion consultancy, like who are your typical customers?
1: I'm, I'm working with a um, a startup that uh, wants to release a parametric product and um, we're, we're basically an, an index will determine whether a claim event happens. And, you know, the problem they're facing is, A, they're using very complex AI models. And um, they'd like some, um, you know, review and challenge of the models that they make sense, that there's nothing missing. Um, but also the more complex you're offering, the more difficult it is to translate that uh, to something that, um, you know, the traditional insurance market understands. Because you, you might have a clever way of, of doing the thing but people need to fit it into their framework. So um, I've done a lot of research into communication uh, of complexity. So I'm really, you know, excited by the opportunity to help untangle a really complex product and and help communicate it to um, to people who I think will really find find value once they get their head around it.
0: Well, Chris, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat about World Values Day. And hopefully there's definitely some stuff in there that people can take, some exercises they can do themselves and with their teams. And of course, if they need help with any complex problems or communicating pro- complex problems, uh, they can come and talk to you as well. What are the best ways of people getting in contact with you?
1: I'm very easy to find on LinkedIn. So just Chris Merle's, um S-M-E-R. A-L-D on LinkedIn will get you to me. Perfect.
0: Thanks a minute, Chris.
1: Thanks, Connor.